Well, praise the Lord tonight, um, blessed Wednesday evening to everybody, uh, praying that you are having a good week um, so far as we are here on Wednesday um, and praying that things are going well for you um, and and believing that no matter how things have gone so far, that um, the rest of this week will be even better. Um, so we want to believe that as we continue to walk by faith and not by sight. Um, that's what we have to do. Amen. Mm -hmm. And we want to continue to encourage each other um, in our faith, in our faith walk. This faith walk is a challenge many times, but you know, um, I heard a preacher say the other day, and it's a scripture that we all know, but you know, sometimes those, those familiar scriptures can speak to your spirit in a particular way at a particular time that it doesn't do at other times. And, and he just, you know, he, he quoted the scripture from Romans, you know, if God be for us, who can be against us? Yes. And that's something we just have to, you know, always just keep in mind because it, it, there appears to be, and in fact, there are so many things set against us, so many forces in the spirit realm set against us, some things in the natural realm that are set against us. But if God be for us, who can be against us? And, and that's just something we have to continually remind ourselves of, that even with all the opposition that we might face, um, we have the upper hand in God. Uh, so we want to continue to encourage each other uh, in this life of faith um, because that is how we're going to prevail. Um, <clears throat> we're continuing tonight with our Bible study on Wednesday, and we've been talking since the top of the year of living by faith because that is what we're called to do. And we started out, you know, just speaking generally uh, about, you know, this call of God to live by faith. We see it in Habakkuk. We see it in Romans. We see it in Galatians. We um, see it in the book of Hebrews, right? Four places in the Bible where we're told to live by faith. And so it's important. Um, but it's also, as we said at the beginning of the year, you know, whatever we're going to achieve this year, and in fact, whatever we're going to achieve in our life, it's going to be by faith. Mm -hmm. um, it's not going to be by our determination or any of those things, our connections, none of that stuff. It's going to be by faith. And so um, God is continuing to build us up in our faith. We praise God for it. And um, using the Bible study, we pray to encourage you in your faith um, and so that we can be who God called us to be and, and accomplish those things that we can as his ambassadors of Christ in the earth. And so we're continuing to march forward in that. Praise God. So tonight, amen, we're going to talk about building up our hope. Building up our hope. And we're going to we're going to go to the book of Romans, chapter four, and we will read verses sixteen through eighteen in Romans four. So Romans 4, 16 through 18, as we continue to talk about living by faith 
And tonight we're talking about building up our hope. Let's see what the scripture says. It says, therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, before whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not, as though they were, who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. I'm going to continue. And being not weak in faith, verse 19, he, he, count, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Amen. Amen. Praise God for the word. Amen. And let's pray tonight. Father, we bless your name. Yes, thank God. you, Lord, for the reading of the word. And Father, we thank you, God, that our faith is coming and it's growing and it's getting stronger and stronger day by day. Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. And so, Father, we thank you, God, that we are growing stronger in our belief and our trust in you. Yes, Help God. us now tonight to hear your voice even the more, oh God. And Father, speak uh, directly to each one of our situations and circumstances, oh God. Father, we're thanking you, oh God, for a word of liberty tonight, a word of strength, a word of hope, yes, uh, a word, oh God, that is right on time. So, Father God, have your way in this place. Bless everyone under the sound of my voice. Strengthen me, oh God, to do your will. Yes, and, Father, God. through it all, be glorified, magnified, and highly exalted. We give you all the praise right now. In Jesus' name, Jesus name. Amen. 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 So, we're talking about building up our hope. <clears throat> building up our hope. <clears throat> and we read Romans 4, 16 through 21. Um, I want to focus to begin on, on verse 18 of this passage. Because this is a passage about Abraham. And how Abraham was saved by faith. Not by works, but by faith. Um, because he believed God. And in verse 18, it says that Abraham, against hope, believed in hope. That he might become the father of many nations. And it says he believed that according to that which was spoken. And see, that, that's so important, right, that, that our believing and our hoping, and we're going to come to exactly what hope is, but our believing and our hoping must be according to that which was spoken, mm -hmm. right? It, it doesn't come because we conjure it up in our imagination. It doesn't, you know, believing is not because we simply want something. It's, it, it, it has to be according to that which was spoken, right? 
Because again, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word, the spoken word. And that word spoken is, you know, it could be spoken out loud. It could be spoken to your spirit, man. <clears throat> but it's spoken by God, right? And, and, and it's on the basis of the spoken word, the spoken word of God, that we should believe. And so it says here that, that, that Abram or Abraham, that uh, against hope believed in hope that he would become the father of many nations. Why? Because that's what God told him. Right. And so it was on that basis because those words were spoken unto him by God. Somebody needs to stop right now and, and think about, you know, in your prayer closet, and it could have been just this morning. What did God speak to you? Because whatever it is that he spoke to you, you have every right in heaven and earth to believe that that's going to come to pass. So believe it. Because you are now, like Abraham, believing according to that which was spoken. Um, and of course, we also need to consider if we're believing something that God never said. Because if it's not said, if you can't find it in your word, and you can't, you know, you can't say that God spoke it to you, then don't believe it then, because it's there's no basis upon upon which to do it. But oh, if you got that spoken word from God, if, if if you have a word from the Lord, if you see a promise in 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 this word that the Spirit of God leads you to, and it just, you know, it, it just, you know, makes your heart burn with with re with revelation, um, you know, that's that that's the word you need to believe, Amen. Because. That's the word that God has spoken, and you have a basis upon which to believe yeah. it and to hope in it. And so that's what Abraham did, who against hope believed in hope according to the word that was spoken. And what was that word? So shall thy seed be. God told him to look up in the, in the sky, count the stars if you can, right? Um, and he told him, so shall thy seed be. That's how many kids you're going to have. Yeah. That's how many descendants mm -hmm. you're going to have. God is an awesome God. I mean, he he talks big, <laughs> man. He, he he talks big, but he backs it up too. Amen. Amen. Um, you know this scripture though, when it says that Abraham, who against hope believed in hope, you know there are other versions of this scripture who, that that say against all hope, mm -hmm. against all hope, he he stood firm, um, and 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 he. And he, you know, in hope, kept believing, yes. right? Mm -hmm. Against all hope. Uh, there's uh, the, the New Living Translation says, even when there was no reason for hope, mm -hmm. right? He kept hoping, even when there was no reason for it. And, you know, that that's a point of emphasis because how many of us have ever been in situations where it's hopeless, or it appears to be hopeless, mm -hmm. right? It seems like there's no reason. It, you know, sometimes we get to those points. We're just talking to real people here tonight. Sometimes we get to those points in our walk with God 
where we feel like throwing in the towel oh, yeah. on, on certain aspects. I'm not saying on everything, but there's certain things, right? Someone's believing on a child and they get to a certain point, you know, and they feel, well, it's too late now. Someone's believing that they're going to get married. They go, well, it's too late now. Mm -hmm. Somebody believes they're going to start a business and they get a certain point. Well, well, it's too late now. Somebody believes they're going to buy a house. and Well, it's too late now. You, you know what I mean? There, there are times in our walk with God that we're believing and we can believe on something for a long time. We can persevere. Um, but yet, you know, there, there, there can be those times where you feel like, you know, What's the use? God apparently is not going to do it. And we allow our faith to move on. Yes. We, 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 we let go of this particular thing we've been holding on to because it seems hopeless. It seems like it's not going to happen. Um, you know, Abram, or Abraham, I keep calling him Abram. Abraham, you know, um, he was, he didn't have, he and Sarah didn't have Isaac. Until he was a hundred, right. and 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 Sarah was ninety, and you know it, it says in verse nineteen that he considered not his own body now dead, and he didn't consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. See those two factors: the fact that he's a hundred <laughs> and practically dead, mm -hmm. and 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 Sarah has never been able to conceive in ninety years. Yes. Mm -hmm. those two things make the situation appear to be hopeless. Yes. And so he's looking, but watch this though, he's looking at this apparently hopeless situation and he's not fooling himself, right? Mm -hmm. he, he looks at it and goes, there's no reason for me to hope. Yep. And then he said, but I'm going to hope anyway. anyway. See, that's powerful right there, right? And so, yeah, everything about his situation, and maybe there's some things about your situation, and maybe there's some things about my situation that say, there's no reason for you to keep believing on this. You might as well move on. But if we're like Abram, who's the father of us all, the father of the faithful, we believe anyway. Yes. We believe anyway. Mm -hmm. And that's what it is to hope against hope, Right? You believe anyway. There's no reason to hope, but you hope anyway. So let, let's talk about this a little bit more. Um, faith and hope. Because faith and hope are, are, are connected, right? Hebrews 11 and 1, right? Faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I'm going to say something that, that, that may sound disrespectful, but it's, uh, you know those who know me know I'm not being that way, especially not when it comes to the Word of God. But here's the thing. Faith is a substance. You know, it tells, you, know, you go to someone who's in the church. What's faith? Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Yeah, I know. But what does that mean exactly? You know what I mean? Like, that's the Word of God. So I'm not trying to... Right? That's, that's what the Word of God says. But, but if we try to just say, okay, I, I, I understand that. But what does that mean? Right. It's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What do I do with that? How do I put that into English? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> into English, right? How, how do I bring it like, you know, Denzel Washington told Tom Hanks in Philadelphia, right? right. 
Explain it to me like I'm a six-year-old. How, how do we get to that point? You know, just listen. I know you're grown, and, and I'm grown, and, and folk around us are grown, and people are smart, and people got their degrees and all the rest of that. But sometimes, man, can we just talk? I mean, can yes. we stop trying to be impressive mm -hmm. and, and, and trying to, you know, can we stop posting only the, the pictures on our on our feed that, you know, uh, <laughs> that get us in the right light with the right makeup <laughs> on, with the right clothes? Can, I, I would love to see somebody just post some stuff. Show me some stuff you just got out the bed in the morning. Give me a little sleep in the eye. You know, a little, little, little of that stuff coming off the side of your mouth. See, we don't want to do that. But, but <laughs> does anybody, you know... But, but but that's just real. I'm not. Sometimes we just got to be vulnerable. I guess is part of what of yeah, what I'm saying, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes we just got to go. I don't know. Sometimes we got to say I'm afraid. Sometimes we got to say I feel like giving up. Sometimes we got to say I just need somebody. Stop pretending and right yes. and all those things. And, and and so when it comes to like things in the Bible, and I know we're in the church and you're supposed to know what that means, but sometimes we just don't know. And 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 and. It's, 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 it's that vulnerability and it's that honesty that I believe will bring us to true liberty and freedom, right? So let's talk real then. Faith is the substance of things, hope for the evidence of things not seen. That's what the word says. Um, there are a couple of things I want to just talk about that maybe will help you tonight. It's helped me. Maybe they'll help you. When, when I think about faith, I believe that one of the ways we can talk about faith in, in like you say, in English, is, is is to think about faith as as acting or living as if God's promises are true. Hmm. See, I can I can wrap my mind around that right there, right? That that faith is me living as if the promises of God are true. So, for example, if it's healing, if I, if I see the word of God says that by his stripes I am healed, faith is me living as if that is true for me. Amen. Right? So, if I got sickness on me, I'm not talking about sickness. I'm not focusing on sickness. I'm not acting as if I'm sick. No, I'm living as if the promise of God is true. That's faith, right? Because again, you know, now you can talk about the, the, you know, the substance of things hopeful, the evidence of things not seen. Because I don't, maybe I don't have healing in yeah. my body right mm -hmm. now, but by faith, I'm acting as if that promise of healing belongs to me and is true for me. Yes. And I then live that way, right? Um. So one of the ways we can think about faith is. Living as if the promises of God are, tr are true, and then with hope, I believe we, sh you know, hope. Hope is. Hope is well. Let's say, let's talk about what hope is not. Biblical hope is not wishful thinking, right? Mm -hmm. You know, biblical hope is not. I hope I get the job. That's wishful thinking. I hope it doesn't rain tomorrow. That's wishful thinking. You know. Um. Anyway, that's what some of those things are wishful thinking. <laughs> I heard a little jokey joke in my spirit, but <laughs> the Holy Ghost arrested me before I could get it out. So 
<laughs> That's just between me and him. Um, <laughs> but that's wishful thinking. Some of these things are wishful thinking. That's not biblical hope. I, I like to think of hope from a from a Bible sense, a biblical sense, of of being a confident expectation right. that God will do what He said. That's that's hope from a biblical standpoint, right? A confident expectation that God will do what he said. And so now when we think about faith is the substance of things hoped for, my hope is a confident expectation that God will do what he said. Mm-hmm. My faith is living that way, right? That God's promises are true, right? And why do I believe it's true? Because I have a confident expectation that he's going to do what he said. So so you see how they go together, right? I got that confident expectation, and so now I live as if those promises are a done deal, right? I'm expecting it to happen. And, you know, the enemy spends so much time trying to discourage us in our hope Mm -hmm. because he knows if he can strip us of that confident expectation that God is going to do what he said, we'll get to a place of despair. We'll get to a place of of disappointment. We'll get to a place of of disillusionment and of anger and of Mm -hmm. bitterness and of frustration. You know what I mean? He'll get us in dark places if he can strip us of expectation, of a confident expectation that God's going to do whatever it is that we need for him to do in our lives. He's, he's, he, he wants to strip us of our hope because he knows once that happens, then if, if, if there's no hope, then faith can't give substance to what's not there, right? right? Mm-hmm. That confident expectation has to be there and then we begin to live as if the promises are true, mm-hmm. right? And so he tries to strip us of, of our hope. So we want to talk tonight about building up our hope, right? Because it's so important. Because if our hopes get built up, we you know we walk around with a confident expectation, mm-hmm. right? Then faith then is activated and we start living as if we have things that we don't have yet. Mm-hmm. Evidence of things not seen. We don't have them yet. But oh, if we stay there because that expectation is there right. and now that we're living according to the, 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 you know, as if the promises are true, we'll find ourselves walking actually in the manifest and more and more in the manifested promises of God than ever before. Yeah. In other words, things will come to pass in our lives. So let's talk about building up our hope so that we can then get to that point of living as if the promises are true. Amen. And and let's go to 1 Samuel um, to look at something there. In fact, um, I'm going to turn in my Bible, but I also have printed out, um, I don't even know what version that is. I think it's New Living Translation. And um, we're going to look at at Hannah. And... um, I'm going to read from verse 9 in 1 Samuel chapter 1. 1 Samuel chapter 1. 
And let's look at verse number 9. We're talking about building up our, our hope. And verse 9 says, Once after a sacrificial meal at Shiloh, Hannah got up and went to pray. Eli the priest was sitting at his customary place beside the entrance of the tabernacle. Hannah was in deep anguish, crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. And she made this vow. O Lord of heaven's armies, if you will look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, then I will give him back to you. He will be yours for his entire lifetime. And as a sign that he has been dedicated to the Lord, his hair will never be cut. As she was praying to the Lord, Eli watched her. Seeing her lips moving, but hearing no sound, he thought she had been drinking. Must you come here drunk, he demanded. Throw away your wine. Oh no, sir, she replied. I haven't been drinking wine or anything stronger, but I am very discouraged and I was pouring out my heart to the Lord. Don't think I am a wicked woman, for I have been praying out of great anguish and sorrow. In that case, Eli said, go in peace. May the God of Israel grant the request you have asked of him. Oh, thank you, sir, she exclaimed. Then she went back and began to eat again, and she was no longer sad. Hannah was married to a, a, a very devout man named Elkanah. Right. And Elkanah had two wives, Hannah and then uh, Penina or Penina, um, depending upon whatever is correct. I've heard mm -hmm. it pronounced both ways, but let's call it Penina tonight. Um, uh, he had two wives mm -hmm. and Penina had children sons and daughters but Hannah had no children right. and you know when you look in the early part of the of, of chapter one it says that each year Elkanah would take his family up to Shiloh mm -hmm. and they would go there and they would worship the Lord and they would sacrifice unto the Lord and they would have sacrificial meals and all the rest of that and um, he really loved Hannah because he gave Penina, her portion of the meal, but he gave Hannah a double portion. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, but 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 Penina was such that she taunted Hannah and made fun of her because she couldn't have children. Yeah. We'll talk about that another day. <laughs> and it and it says in the Bible, it says that year after year this happened. Year after year they would go up for the sacrificial meal and for the sacrifice at Shiloh. And year after year, Penina would taunt Hannah. And it got to the point where Hannah wouldn't eat. She wouldn't eat right. of the sacrificial mm -hmm. meal. She was so she was so sad. And in verse 8, glory to God, Elkanah said to, to Hannah, you know, uh, at one point, why aren't you eating? Why be downhearted just because you have no children? You have me. Isn't that better than having mm -hmm. ten sons? And let, let, let's talk a little bit first. You know, Hannah is, is the example of someone who had no reason to hope. Yes. She's in this situation where she's married, and she's married to a good man. 
And, um, you know, at the time, right, you know, he had two wives and that was acceptable. And the other wife was having children and Hannah couldn't have any. Right. Mm-hmm. And year after year, this is going on. And year after year, you know, they're worshiping the Lord. They're mm-hmm. going to church. And yet something that she desperately wanted wasn't coming to pass in her life. I mean, you know, those are the type of things that can put you to a place called hopelessness. Oh, yes. When you want something desperately in your life, and for whatever reason, God's not bringing it to pass. He's not allowing you to have it. He's not opening that door. And what may what may make that worse is when you see other people around you enjoying the very thing that you can't have mm-hmm. or that God's not bringing to pass in your life. And it's not about being jealous. It's not about being covetous. It's simply about, you know, like here, it was a mark of shame for a woman not to be able to be able to bear a child in this particular time. So this was a mark of shame for her. Mm-hmm. So it was not about being covetous or anything like that. Sometimes you can just legitimately want something, right? And if it doesn't come to pass, you can be legitimately disappointed. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're praying and you're believing and, and, and you're in this place for a long time. Um, so, you know, Hannah was losing hope and sometimes life just is rough and it just works against us and, and we can get very discouraged in our spirit and give up hope. Um, sometimes we can feel ashamed too, because especially if you're in the church, people can make you feel ashamed again, because on the outside, they want to walk a certain way. Well, you should just believe God. Yeah, I know that. But sometimes it's it's tough to just believe God. How many of you know that? Mm-hmm. It's tough sometimes just to believe. It's tough. But then you have those spiritual snobs who want to make it seem as if you, they've never been in that spot. And so they want to now heap on you shame. Mm-hmm. Which, what does that do? It just makes you feel even more hopeless. Because you look around and say, nobody understands anything. And then you have people like, Elkanah. And this is something that um, uh, I'm slowly beginning to learn from my wife. And that is this. Um, where hopelessness comes in. It, it, it's, it's when people around you don't understand you. Right? Because here Hannah is she's legitimately in pain. And she's she wants something, you know, she wants to have a child, right? She doesn't want, you know, money so that she can be, you know, Miss Bigwig or something like that. She doesn't want, she wants to have a child and she can't have one. And she's being tormented and taunted by Penina. Mm-hmm. And this is a deep desire that she has. And her husband, who's a devout man, comes and say, why are you crying? You got me. <laughs> right? Such a lack of understanding, right? And so many times, how many times do we not understand the depth of someone's pain? Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And again, and it doesn't mean that the person who doesn't understand is a bad person. Elkanah was a good man. He was a devout man. He's a man who, who, who year after year went to Shiloh to worship and to sacrifice and to praise the Lord. 
so so sometimes too we can't be so harsh on people who don't understand don't under not understanding is not necessarily a malicious thing right it's just you don't get it it doesn't click mm -hmm. it doesn't right so so this is not to make Elkanah the bad man and we don't need to finger point and say yep you 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 know he's talking to you no it's not it's not like that but so many times, right, we don't understand the depth of someone's pain. We don't understand the, what they're going through. And we can say things that, I mean, if you look at what he says, why aren't you eating? Why be downhearted just because you can have no children? <laughs> you know what I mean? And we can say things like that, but it's not malicious. It's because of a lack of understanding. And so if you've ever been in that place where someone has said a comment like that to you and maybe you got offended and maybe you got mad and maybe you thought, I thought you were my friend. How could you say that? Maybe you got to back up a little bit and go, they just don't get it. And just because someone doesn't get it, yeah, it could be hurtful, but it doesn't mean they deliberately set out to hurt you. They just don't get it, right? They just don't get it. And he said, you have me. Isn't that better than having Ten sons. So this is her situation. But as we go to verse 9, where we started, it says, as this is going on year after year, you know, the taunting from the wife, the lack of understanding from a otherwise good husband. It says in verse 9, once after a sacrificial meal at Shiloh, Hannah got up and went to pray. Mm -hmm. And for me, the word the, there's one word in that in, in that verse in that in, in that sentence that jumps out at me, and that's the word once. Mm -hmm. See, they were going year after year, but apparently, after the sacrificial meal, she didn't get up to go pray because it said once mm -hmm. she did it. Right? There, there came a time, in a sense, that she said, "You know what? I've had enough." <laughs> you know what I mean? And and and. And what she did when she got to that point of saying I had enough, she went and she prayed to the Lord. But what it signals to me was that at some point she got to the place where she was so wracked with pain and with sorrow and with disappointment and with hurt that she said within herself, I have to do something different. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. Amen. I have to do something different. Wow. And I wonder how many of us who are, you know, dealing with hopelessness and dealing with pain and dealing with lack of understanding and, and, and you know, are looking for that breakthrough that we need. How many of us are yet doing the same thing? Mm. At some point, we got to do something different. And that something different can't be a different outfit, a different pair of shoes, not that kind of doing something different. Her difference was she got up and she went to the Lord. Yeah. Right. And this is not to say she'd never prayed before. We have every reason to believe that she was, you know, a, 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 a devout woman, just as, as 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 Elkanah was a devout man. But but yet she had to say, you know what? I got to, you know, I'm getting up from this table. Y'all can eat. I'm going to pray. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And she got up from the table and she went to pray. And, and and the point is, sometimes we just got to do something different. And if you're praying, maybe you got to pray more. If if right, I mean, if 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 you're fasting, maybe you got to fast more. If you're not fasting, maybe you got to turn the plate over. But at some point, 
you got to do something different, right? <laughs> it can't simply be, I want something different, but I'm going to do the same thing that I've always done in every other situation in my life. It may call for something different. And so she got up and she went to pray. And so she gets to the temple <laughs> and Eli the priest is there. And she's in such anguish that and such pain that she's praying unto the Lord. And the scripture is plain. Her lips are moving. <laughs> but her mouth, her, there's no words coming out of her mouth. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like when you were a kid and, and you got one of them, <laughs> <laughs> yes. you got one of them whoopings. And this is back in the day when, you know, <laughs> Folks used to whip their kids. You know what I mean? And I'm not advocating it. I'm just talking about point of fact. You know, when you had to go get your own switch and stuff like that. But you ever got to, you know, you get them women and, and, and you cry and no, and, and you in so much pain when you're crying, but no cry coming out your mouth. <laughs> when you cry like, ah, ah, and, then you, and then you get that, like, that, 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 that hitch and you go like, ah, ah, <laughs> but for like three seconds, nothing came out your mouth. <laughs> but you were still like convulsing, uh, but nothing yes, was coming out yes. your mouth, right? I mean, that's that's when you were in some deep pain, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can only say that to people of a certain age. You know that, right? Yeah. So we live in a time now where you can't even you can't even discipline your kid yeah. with you know by saying hey stop doing that oh don't talk to little johnny like that so whatever but those of a certain age know what i'm talking about and uh you know but so she's she's in, she's in this state where she's so much pain that she's talking unto the lord her mouth is moving but no words are coming out and and and, and once again she's misunderstood she's misunderstood by a godly husband and now she's being even misunderstood by the man of God. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so he looks at her and, and he jumps to a conclusion. She's drunk. And again, right, people can jump to conclusions and then, you know, begin to give unsolicited advice that has no practical application mm -hmm. because they're speaking to something that doesn't even exist. He says to her, throw away your wine. Mm -hmm. She's not drinking. She doesn't have any wine to throw away. <laughs> so your unsolicited advice, which is based on a jumping to a conclusion, means nothing. Mm -hmm. And again, this is why sometimes... We have to not just look on the surface and then believe we know what's going on with somebody. Sometimes we got to take a moment to find out and not just give advice, right? Because we could be speaking into a, 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 an illusory situation because it doesn't even exist. And now we're giving advice that has no application whatsoever but yet we believe we did the will of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So she's getting it from all angles, isn't she? Yep. Penina is taunting her. Her situation is shouting at her and telling her she's a disgrace because she can't bear children. Penina is taunting her. 
Elkanah is saying is showing just a total lack of understanding. Why are you why are you crying? Just because you can't have a kid. You got me. And then she goes to church and the man of God heaps even more stuff on her. You need to put away your drink. But watch her response though. She says in verse 15, Oh no, sir. I haven't been drinking wine or anything stronger, but I am very discouraged and I was pouring out my heart to the Lord. Don't think I am a wicked woman, but I have been praying out of great anguish and sorrow. Her response is so important. Why? Because if you read, you, you read these words and you see something, she responded with a grace. Yeah. Which... You know, many of us can look at this and say she's in a bad situation. She's being taunted by Penina. Her husband doesn't understand her and she's not even getting any support in the church. Someone would tell her she had every right to be mad. You got every right to be mad. I don't know if anybody has every right to be mad or not, but I know this. It's, 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 it's a mark of godliness when you do have every right to be mad, you respond with grace. And, 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 and too many times, I believe, one of the mistakes that we all make is that when we're in a situation where people aren't understanding us, when we're in a situation where people are jumping to conclusions, when we're in a situation where people are, you know, are making our life harder like Penina was, when those things start to happen, we believe we're justified in lashing back. And what happens is now we, 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 we combat a wrong with another wrong and now nothing gets done. But oh, when those things happen and we can respond with grace. Yes. When we can respond with mercy, mm -hmm. when we cannot lash back, right? See, that, that is when I believe things go into motion because, see, we, we got to give room for God to operate. And God's going to operate in a certain atmosphere the same way he's going to inhabit a certain atmosphere. He inhabits the praises of his people, not their complaints, right? right? Mm -hmm. He inhabits the praise of his people. Not the insults, not, not the harsh words, not the hostilities, not the arguments. God's not in that. But he will inhabit the praise. He will, he will be with the meek, right? He will be with those who respond with mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain what? Mercy. God will be there. So Hannah, one of the most important things she did here, even though She's in a place where, you know, like Abraham, there's no reason to hope. Mm -hmm. She said to herself, I'm going to talk to my God. And even while she's doing that, she's being misunderstood, but she doesn't get mad. She, she responds with grace. Pray be unto God that the next time we're insulted. Pray be unto God that the next time we're pushed to the edge. Pray be unto God that the next time we're being misunderstood and people are giving us some unsolicited advice that has no application because they're jumping to a conclusion that instead of getting mad, we respond with grace. Yes. Pray be to God for that. that. That will be our response. Because if we can do that, I believe we'll see God come on the scene. Yes. Amen. Because that kind of response, when, when you are 
persecuted, when you are mistreated, when you are done wrong, but you can yet respond with good and with prayer and with and with mercy and, and, and all the things that you're not getting, God sees that. Yeah. And, I, and we have to yeah. believe God will honor that. So pray be unto God that that will be our response. And so she responds with grace. <laughs> and look at the power of grace. Because here's the man of God sitting there watching her. The woman drunk. Put away your wine. I'm not drunk, sir. I'm just, I'm just praying out of a broken heart. Great anguish and sorrow. I was just discouraged. Mm -hmm. I'm pouring my soul out to the Lord. And Eli, I believe, got convicted. Because he says, in that case, <laughs> go in peace. Mm -hmm. And may the God of Israel grant the request you have asked of him. Look at the power of grace. You see, it can turn people around. It can turn people's hearts. Mm -hmm. It can get people who are working against you to now be praying God's blessings on your life. Yeah. See, that's the whole thing we got to understand. We don't need to fight. The battle's not yours. It's God. You don't have to fight everybody. You don't have to fight and try to avenge every wrong, real or perceived, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to. Sometimes it's, it's the grace, and you just allow God to be the one who will avenge you, and you allow God to come on the scene. And so she responds in grace, and look, she now has someone who was ready to throw her out, tell her, throw out the wine, get out of this church, you don't belong in here, acting like that. Who Now he's, 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 he's been some blessings over her life. Mm -hmm. And she then says, oh, thank you, sir. And I love how verse 18 ends. It says, she then went back and began to eat again, and she was no longer sad. Glory to God. Because here's the thing, babe. She's no longer sad, mm -hmm. but she still ain't got no kids. Penina's right. still going to be taunting her when she gets back home. Mm -hmm. Elkanah might be just as obtuse as he was before, not getting it. But she is no longer sad. See, this is proof positive that, that, that our soul can be lifted up and our psyche can be changed even when our situation around us hasn't changed yet. And see, that's the power of hope because what happened is she got up from that table Sorrowful, discouraged, disappointed, in anguish, in despair. And she went and she prayed to her God. And even in the midst of that was being misunderstood and being accused of things. And she kept her composure. She kept her grace. And God showed up in her life. And she was filled with a hope that she never had. And yes, Part of it was because some words were spoken unto her. But I have to believe that because of the way she responded to her situation and all the people in her life who didn't understand, 
God got a hold of Eli and gave him a revelation so that he can speak this blessing yes. over her life. Amen. And now because of something that was spoken, yeah. she now has a right to believe and she's filled with hope and she's going back and she's not sad anymore. She's happy. Why? Because mm -hmm. she has a confident expectation that yeah. she's going to see something come to pass in her life. Was that something that she was going to have a son. Mm -hmm. And so I think we can take from Hannah so many things. One, when, 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 when life is coming against us and people are coming against us, even if they're not doing it on purpose, like Elkanah, and, and, but it's just coming against us, go to God. Amen. Don't go, don't, don't go to your friend who, who, you know, was girl, I wouldn't take that girl. I mean, man, <laughs> we see those, those aren't friends. And I, I know we think that those were, but those people who tell you that kind of stuff, you know, girl, I wouldn't take that if I was you. See, you don't need that. Amen. God doesn't talk to you like that when you go to him. He doesn't ever say to you, I wouldn't take that. He don't say that. <laughs> That's right. So that kind of talk doesn't come from God. Amen. I know that's your, your your sister friend and all the rest of that, but sister friend ain't always yeah. <laughs> Brother man ain't always talking what God's talking. That's right. So so when you get into those situation, take yourself and go to God. And if you got to get away from the dinner table, if you got to get away from the dinner party, if you got to say I ain't going to the thing tonight, you know what I mean? Everybody else having fun, because you got to get away. Then then that's what you do. Yes. Right? That's what you do. And even if on your way there, and even while you're there, you may face some disappointment, some obstacles, and, or whatever, the devil whispering in your ear and all the rest of that, you persevere, you you stay in grace, you stay in faith, and, and, and you go before God. Right? Yes. And you pray. Amen. Right? You know, Jesus told a parable in, in Luke 18, right? And he told the parable that men ought always to pray yes. and not to faint. Right? That So you go and you pray. Right. And, 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 you know, and, and be persistent about it. Be yes. like that man who, who wouldn't walk away when he wanted the three loaves of bread from his friend. And his friend yes. says, I ain't getting out of bed. And he said, listen, even though he wouldn't get out of bed because he's his friend, but because of his importunity, because of his shameless yes. persistence, some of us got to have a shameless, but I don't care. I'm coming back again, Lord. <laughs> I know I was here just a few minutes ago, but I'm back. Yes. Right? Yeah, a shameless persistence. That man opened the door for his friend. <laughs> he wouldn't go away. So, you know, those are things that we 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 have to have to keep in mind. The other thing is too is that I think that when we lose hope, mm -hmm. a lot of times we lose our voice. What I mean by that? Is that we 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 don't confess the word anymore, we don't talk the word anymore, we might not we might even find it hard to pray. Yeah, you know what I mean. So we 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 lose our voice, we lose we lose that anointed voice which is speaking the word of God. We we don't confess the promises, we don't yes. pray the promises, yes. we don't sing praises to God. You ever notice that when you're hopeless, you don't even feel like singing. That's true. Right? You can go to the service and you're like. 
right? You don't even feel like singing. You know, you don't walk around singing. You know, when 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 you're full of hope, you walk around in your house and you sing a song. You're in the shower, you're singing songs. You're in your car, you sing a song. People looking at you at the light, and you don't even care because yes. you're singing your song. You know what I mean? And 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 but but when you when 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 hope begins to dissipate, it's like our words dissipate. Yes. Words are so powerful. You know. Yes. You know, because they they really they they really provide evidence of what we're seeing. Yes. You know, of, of of how we see our life unfolding or not. And and what we think is coming down the pathway or not. Because the person who's filled with that expectation, they think things are coming. Well, they they talk differently, mm-hmm. you know. They they talk differently, and and so when we when the hope dissipates, then it seems like our words dissipate, and we're not opening up our mouths as much. That's why people sort of get into a funk, or they get into yes. their own little world, mm-hmm. and they withdraw. They don't feel like talking. Even you go, hey, what's going on? I don't feel like talking. You ever hear that? Right? Mm-hmm. I don't feel like talking. See, hopelessness takes away your voice. I don't feel like talking. Wow. Right? And I believe even when, when, when Hannah was praying, she was so much in pain and that, that there was a there was some hopelessness. She had no voice. I mean, it's like hopelessness takes away your voice. You don't feel like saying anything. You're not believing on anything. You're not confessing anything. You're not you're not saying anything. Right? The psalmist said that the Lord said unto him, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. And, 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 you know, that scripture, you know, (laughs) what do you call what people say? Like the, the old wisdom, like men's wisdom and stuff, whatever it is, like a, not a proverb, but. Like an adage or something yeah, like that. Old adage. An adage, an old adage, yeah. Old adage said that, that a closed mouth is never fed. Right. <laughs> right? You can't feed someone. Like, baby, you ever try to feed a baby that... <laughs> and they won't open their mouth? You try to feed them the peas? Like, <laughs> you ain't giving me no peas. Right? They <laughs> Babies are smart. They, <laughs> they know peas are not good. <laughs> I ain't eating no peas, right? They just close their mouth, right? But a closed mouth is never fed. Right. So think about that. God says, open your mouth wide, I'll fill it. Mm-hmm. But when we're hopeless and feeling hopeless, the, one of the first things we do is close our mouths. Mm-hmm. And a closed mouth can never be fed. But see, when you open up your mouth, and God, you know, because even though you're going through things, when there's no reason to hope, you believe anyway, and you hope anyway, like Abraham. You look, you look the hopeless situation in the face, and you go, "I'm going to believe anyway," and you still keep saying, "God's going to deliver me." You keep saying, "I'm finding my husband," "I'm finding my wife." You keep saying, "We're going to have a baby." I'm starting this ministry. I'm writing a book. I'm starting my business. I, I, I'm, I'm getting a new job, right? right? The, yeah. Even though the situation says that you, right? You look hopelessness in the face and you speak hope anyway because you spent some time with God. You went to him and not to sister friend or to brother man. You went to him and he blew a fresh wind in your soul and you can walk away, came in downcast, walk away upbeat 
And nothing has changed yet, but it's on the way. Amen. And so we, we have to know that it's a fight. You know, it's, it, it's a fight. Uh, we're running out of time. So I just want to say this. Last thing. The woman with the issue of blood. Mm -hmm. Right? The Bible tells us for 12 years she had the issue of blood. Mm -hmm. Mark, the Gospel of Mark tells us she went to all these doctors and was nothing better but was worse. Right. Spent all her money. But she heard about Jesus. Mm -hmm. What she say? Now she has every reason to be hopeless too. 12 years. Getting worse, mm -hmm. spent all her money, yeah. not bettered, but she's worse. <laughs> yeah. She has some reason to be hopeless. But what did she say? She heard about Jesus and she said what? If I can just touch the hem of his garment. Mm -hmm. And the Amplified Version said she kept saying to herself. Her mouth was open. Oh, yes. You see what I mean? Her mouth was open and she kept saying. Against all hope, she believed in hope. Her mouth was opened, and God moved in her life. Amen? Amen. And so th this is something that we just wanted to touch on tonight. Uh, I believe we'll, we'll, we'll probably come back next, next time and build upon it a little bit more. But we have to build up our hope. Amen? Amen? We have to build up our hope. The devil's trying to tear it down. We have to build it up. And, and we need to encourage each other in that process. Amen. Praise God for that. Let's pray tonight. Father, we bless your name and we thank you, God, for the word you have spoken into our hearing and into our hearts. Oh, Father, we just thank you, God, that you have prospered our soul tonight. Yes, and so, thank Father, you, we know that we are prospering over all, even as our soul prospers. Yes, now, God, Father. we pray that you will continue to give us even deeper revelation on the word that you've shared with us tonight. That, Father God, that we can walk in a higher level of truth, yes, the God. truth that makes us free. And, Father, we bless you and praise you for the marvelous work that you are doing in our lives. We thank you, God, for the plans that you have for us, plans to yes, prosper us and not to harm us, plans to give us hope and a future. We receive it now by faith, and we give you the praise for it in Jesus' name. Jesus. Father, I pray your blessing upon everyone under the sound of yes, my voice. Lord. Bless their households tonight. Bless their families, oh God. Bless their hopes and their dreams. And, Father God, continue to show yourself strong and mighty in our lives. And, Father, we'll continue to give your name to praise. You are so worthy of it. And we bless you yes. now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. And so, praise God for you tonight. Uh, continue to be um, uh, hopeful. Praise God. Amen. Knowing and having that confident expectation that what God has promised, he is able also to perform. God bless Amen. you. Um, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Praise the Lord. Amen.